Hello again, listeners, subscribers, and the people who just found us today. With you, as always, I'm Top Toes. And I am your co-host, Annie, and you're listening to the Oh Those Toes podcast. Hey, what are the chances that somebody just found us today? Like, how does, it, does that happen often? Um, Our numbers go up, so either they just found <laughs> okay. us or they followed like, one of our links to somebody's story. But right, that's still, right like, as, just finding us, isn't it? Right, right as we're recording, like, right now, they found us. Oh, right, right literally <laughs> right now? I mean, I don't know, take our follower count divided by the number of hours between episodes okay no 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 no. we're just gonna skip all that (laughs) so instead of an 11th grade math lesson instead let's (laughs) go to our guest joining us tonight from austin is jay from why not jay how you doing hey guys i'm doing great thanks where did you go to 11th grade math mine was a lot more difficult than that Like it's some kind of like middle school math, like junior high school. There math. you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly when we covered statistics. Right. Uh, yeah, it no, doesn't make me no. sound like I grew up in the in the sticks if I'm calling it eleventh grade math. But uh, I, you know, I lost track. There you go. It's been a long time since the eleventh grade. Yeah. I think for all of us, really. Yeah, it's too long. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> hey Jay, thanks for coming on. I know that you're Fuck, man, you're like a super busy man. I am, but you know what? And you've got I, a lot of stuff going on. I do, and I always have time for friends and promote stuff like this, so it's all good. But yeah, I am pretty fucked right now. <laughs> what what's what's going on in your world? Well, you know what? Let's. I mean, we know who you are, but let's tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then sure. you can tell us all that's going on in your world right now. Sure. So uh, my name's Jay. I'm one of the owners of Why Not Group. Uh, we're, uh, God, how do I put this without boring the shit out of your audience? Uh, we're a media (laughs) organization that also does events and software, uh, for the adult entertainment industry. We have news, uh, marketing opportunities, trade shows, award shows, email software, uh, and, uh, both online and offline events. Um, we work with businesses in the adult industry. We work with performers, all the platforms that they're on. And essentially just uh, cover what goes on in the industry and create a lot of stuff, too. That's that's awesome. That's yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad there's I mean, people got... out there with the skills who can uh, bring this to the to, to the adult world, to the sex worker world, yep. to the worlds that your your average web designer and your average um, your credit card processor just won't touch. Yeah. And uh, yeah. well. I mean, there is like, if you go on the website, there's like uh, news, magazines, you've got several podcasts going on. I mean, fuck, there's a lot of shit going on with you guys. (laughs) A lot of cool shit, I'm going to (laughs) say. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like right now, for example, we're working on uh, an event that we're doing in Phoenix, April 8th, 9th and 10th. Uh, used to be called the Phoenix Forum way back in the day, disappeared a few years ago. We're doing a little bit of a reunion slash revival of it. Uh, I'm also working on a virtual summit, which we started three years ago, two and a half years ago during the pandemics uh, when it first started because people knew they weren't going to be going to events for who knows how long. So we Mm -hmm. launched a virtual trade show, took a major risk and it worked and decided to keep it year after year just because there's still a lot of people that you know, aren't able to travel or just got used to not traveling. Uh, me yeah. personally, you know, I've got a lot of different clients who are models who I'm helping out. 
um, as far as getting more promotion, getting more fans, helping them with their platforms, like on their OnlyFans or the camming platform that they're on, uh, and some of their website stuff. Um, I'm working with a company called Only Dolls in that, you know, we're getting uh, very prominent porn stars molded into their own one-to-one life-size sex doll. Oh, God, I can't oh, even begin my... to think what else. I mean, um, I'm going to Vegas in a few days. I'm going to the Altitude Show, which is at the MGM Grand, and that is around lingerie and sex toy companies. So I'm going to be meeting with a lot of different owners for that to try to get them involved with my events, sending press releases to me, and just looking for business opportunities, whether it's short or long term. You just got back from Spain. Was that for business or pleasure or, yeah. or both? That was for, for business. Pretty much any major trip that I take like that, it's always business, but I always try. Or at least extra- that's what you're telling your tax. Account. Yeah, exactly. It's all <laughs> for business. But, you know, I always try to add an extra day or two on for pleasure. But I didn't really with this one because I didn't want to run the risk of getting sick. And unfortunately, I did catch COVID at this one. I had a two year track record that I blew. Oh, uh, wow. But fortunately, it was, you know, the, the Omicron variant. So it was like, and I'm triple vax. Lighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same here. So same I here. kind of felt eh, for a few days on and off. I still kind of do. It's been a week later. But uh, all up, though, I went there. I secured some sponsorships for my upcoming event in Phoenix, uh, possibly some new advertisers. So, I mean, I got FaceTime with people I haven't seen in two to three years. So it was really worthwhile just from like a professional and personal standpoint, you know? Um, and then you had to send them all an email says, I just came down with COVID be aware. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, the thing is that a lot of us got sick there. Um, uh, that's, and that's, yeah. a, that's really unfortunate to be hearing that, that because it's, it, and it was interesting. You said you're still doing a lot of virtual as well as we're all looking forward to doing stuff in person. Yeah. But then to find out that, you know, the, you go, you finally, you break quarantine, you do the the big trade show, you do it in person, and it turns into a mass spreader event. Pardon that. It does, yeah. I mean, I'm a and big fan of mass spreaders, but not in this regard. So, <laughs> it's like, you know, people let their guard down, you know, you've had a few drinks yeah. in you, you're around friends and people you haven't seen for a while. And, I mean, the thing is, is that in order to travel internationally, you pretty much have to provide vax proof and say that you're negative. So, you know, all it takes is one person to go into town, go to a club, get stupid, bring it back. You're talking too close to someone at dinner because it's too loud. And then before you know it, 20 people get sick. It's it sucks. Yeah, I had a pretty good two. I, two, I had a good two years as well. Like I'd been safe up well, until recently, like yeah. early January. Yeah, yep. early January. Well, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to bring the that back around to how you two met and therefore how you're on our radar. Yeah. Um, it was an event that thankfully was not a mass spreader event. We can, no. uh, <laughs> we can say happily as we then, uh, the, yeah. the Texas foot party event. And I forget what month you two were at the same one. Um, late well, we January, both, actually. We yeah. Both, late January. And then there was one in November and one in August. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't at the one in August, but I met Jay at the one in November. November. Yeah. 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 It was, um, it's pretty cool. Jay's the kind of person that you just, you chat with him for like five minutes and you like just hit it off. Like it's just fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a reason why you do what you do, right? 
Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of middle ground with me. You know, either we hit it off and we've got a lot in common and we can talk about anything and do anything, uh, or we pretty much decide in the first 15 seconds that we hate each other, which isn't often, but it does happen. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things like with Phoenix Stacy. I met her uh, a little less than a year ago and um, it was online and we just hit it off. And, you know, I've been wanting to get more involved in the fetish community since it's a part of my business that I don't have a ton of involvement in. And uh, we met for coffee and just hit it off. I mean, you know, she's motivated. She's really, you know, a go getter. And then, you know, then I met any through her as well as, you know, probably a couple dozen other uh, foot models mm-hmm. or just influencers in that part of the biz. So it's been great. So I, um, I, I didn't realize, I mean, I, I mean, I know you're a kinky person, right? To but I degree. didn't realize much about your fetish or your foot fetish until the last event. Because mid conversation, you said something like, I'm going to go worship the, the, the biggest feet or something like something about the big feet. <laughs> and then you were like looking for the girl, the six footed girl. And you were yeah. like, Oh, there she is. I've never worshipped twelve a size fourteen before, so I'm gonna go do that. And then, boom, gone in like two seconds. Jay was gone. Yeah. <laughs> was like, yeah. All I right. I don't, I don't fuck around when it comes to like when I got my mind set on something. It's just yeah, I'll do it. Um, you know, it's funny because I don't really, I would not consider myself a foot fetishist um, at all. But right, that's what you told me the first time. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm into like odd and obscure things i mean it's like i mean if there's an opportunity for size 14s or like a size three then why not you know yeah yeah so so did you get a chance to hang out with the size 14s unfortunately something like that yeah unfortunately no because she was like sessioning with someone else and uh before i knew it the the night just kind of wore on and then didn't happen you still keep in touch. Oh, no. <laughs> so it'll happen. It'll happen at the next one, I'm sure. Yeah, she was she's long leggedy and gorgeous. So yeah, I think she was like six foot five. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was really tall. Crazy. But you couldn't even tell by looking at her. I mean, she just looked, you know, she was very well proportioned. So yeah. So then so well, so if you're not a huge foot fetishist or I mean, what kind of fetishes are you into? Are you into any at all? Okay. So basically what am I into? I mean, I'm not really what I would consider or anyone would consider a huge fetishist. Uh, I mean, I'm always still learning and I'm always interested in just a lot of different things. And I've always been fascinated by people that are more out there and weirder than me. I mean, ever since I was a kid, (laughs) you know, weirder Um, than you. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm weird, but I'm really not, I guess. Um, but ever since I was like four years old, I've always been drawn, you know, since that young age, I've known what I've liked and it really hasn't deviated that much. It's like, I've always been into red hair. I've been into freckles and I've been into women who are not skinny, I guess. Um, so that's kind of, this started with a thing for little orphan Annie. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's funny that you would mention that, but, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. I remember, I remember when I was in like kindergarten and I had to put together a kickball team and I picked every girl in class to be on my team. So, oh I, my God. Yeah. I mean, we had our asses handed to us, but I didn't care. 
who the fuck cares? You had all the girls. <laughs> exactly. And it's always been that way. I mean, I've always gotten along with both sexes pretty equally, but I've always preferred uh, the company of women. Um, regardless, I mean, I was, I mean, even as a kid, I was breaking down barriers and that, you know, even though I was good at sports, you know, if there was an opportunity to play kitchen with the girls in class or whatever, um, I would do that. Um, so I guess that's I really wouldn't call it a fetish or a kink, but you know, it's just, so, but what's the, like, I mean, there's very few things that top and I find weird. Yeah. So, so, t- so what's the weirdest thing that you've been into? I honestly, I, I don't think anything that I've really ever been into would qualify as weird. I mean, you know, I'll troll around on FetLife every now and then and just, you know, on a scale of one to 10 for weirdness for what's out there. I mean, what I'm into barely rates a 1.5. Um, I mean, so. because you're like, you've got your hands in so much of the porn industry. You've yeah. actually seen it all and yeah, experienced it all. So yeah. What, like what's, what's the thing that you think would be like, okay, this is the weirdest of, of, all, of all the things I've seen and done. This is like the weirdest. Mm, uh, I don't know that it's the weirdest, but I'm definitely into like reverse gang bangs. So, you know, what's one, the reverse, yeah, what's help the reverse us out with that way. one guy, minimum of three girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, just I doing mean, it <laughs> <laughs> multitasking. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really, not really into pain. Not really into blood play or electric play or knives or ropes or any of that. So um, I'm kink yeah, and I mean, fetish friends. You don't have to be, but you don't. Have, but you know, you, don't you strike me as the guy who's gone out of his way to uh, get a glimpse into all those worlds. If, yeah, if I mean, you've I, heard of it, you want to see it for real. You want to know. Yeah, maybe even try. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm interested. Uh, but it's definitely not a lifestyle choice. So I, um, I was listening to your podcast and, oh. uh, so you don't have, so you don't do like a, like a regular date, like release date. You just kind of record whenever you feel like it and you release them as you go or t- tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So I've got a podcast called seat of your pants and I co-host this with mistress Kai, who's been, uh, pretty much like the dungeon queen for the exotica expos since the beginning of that show 15 years ago and i know she's been in the kink and fetish lifestyle for god probably close to 40 years um so yeah essentially we try to knock out an episode to publish every two weeks or so uh we only interview performers and we don't have any kind of plan there's no uh it's not really a promotional thing we don't really set forth on what we're going to cover it's just like we turn on the button record and let's go and let's talk and let's see where it takes us oh do yeah. we sound like we have a plan uh, right. here? it's very similar it's very similar <laughs> so to what we, you guys did do did we give you a set of you know 50 questions that we're going to go over <laughs> nothing and i like it that way because it's more real so yeah unrehearsed yeah you so know we, unannounced yeah we just kind of it's more authentic it's more genuine that way exactly so yeah yeah, ours is just you know we want to showcase performers in a different light uh so that you know any kind of content that we put out there you're not going to really find it anywhere else and uh yeah it's a lot of fun we just do this really to just keep our name and our brand out there and to do something fun and interesting um but yeah we basically try to shoot for two episodes per month 
Yeah, I um, I really enjoyed the Sam Tech episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big you know I'm not a smoker in 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 any way. Like I just don't indulge. Yeah. Um, but I know that you know, just it was just hilarious. Like yeah. it was just really it was just really fun. I love that. I love seeing that side of him because I don't think that I would have been. Um, like he's not like traditionally what I'm attracted to, but after listening to that, I I was like, I need to go check him out, and yeah, yeah, I like him, you know. So yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, you know. He's very prolific in uh, his work and his social media. I mean, he's out there busting his ass like all the time, and uh, I mean, he's got quite the harem as well. So you know, he <laughs> he he lives well. <laughs> I'll give him that for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I um. Yeah, and then I've got to tell you the the Why Not website is just you could really get lost in there. Oh yeah, I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. How much of it are you responsible for? So basically, what you probably looked at was either WhyNot.com or WhyNotCam.com. Um, we have at least twelve websites, I would say. Um, just rattling them off. Why not shoot me.com? Why not Europe.com? Why not summit? Why not awards? Why not, why not community, uh, cam awards or, uh, yeah. Awards.whynotcam.com. Uh, why not reunion? It's just an on it goes. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah. We've got yeah, a lot and, of uh, listeners. Uh, keep your hands on the wheel. If you're driving, don't pull out a pen right now. <laughs> right. We'll get these all on the, on the show links part of our We're website. Gonna link them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I could barely follow, and I don't even think he expressed that it's the letter Y N O T. Yeah, so, uh, right. W H Y N O T. I mean, yeah, we've got a lot out there, and I mean, some of it your audience might be interested in, some of it they might not. But you know, uh, at the end of the day, the the, the W uh, the Why Not brand Y N O T was started back in 1996. Uh, I joined the company in 2000. Um, I've been running it with another guy since about 2007 and then we've been the sole owner since 2015 um so it's really kind of made our career path as we gone and it's great uh, my primary responsibility uh, for the company in general is i'm more or less the face of the company and i'm the outward sales guy so all the money that we make for all of our different properties uh, essentially falls on me my business partner connor his responsibility is pretty much all the infrastructure and where the money goes. So I guess if you were to liken it to uh, a big party house, uh, he's responsible for the house and the pipes and the electricity and the landlord and the supplies and everything like that and what makes it function. And I'm responsible for getting all the people in there and uh, making it a crazy fun time and all the money that keeps it running. Uh, yeah, that that sounds like a really hard but fun job. <laughs> it is. And the beautiful thing is, is that my partner and I each is fucked without the other. Pretty much, you know, it's like, do we die a slow death or do we, you know, bleed <laughs> quickly? So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not easy. There's no blueprint for any of this stuff. But, uh, you know, I mean, we've weathered a shitload of storms. I mean, if it isn't the government trying to shut us down or people in the industry with bad business practices or one thing or another, uh, you know, or tube sites or a recession or a war, there's always something uh, going after this industry one way or another. And we've managed to dodge and thrive every time. 
what what do the um what do the awards look like? So, I mean, because you know, you, I mean, if you've heard of it, right? But we're yeah. like we're like small. We don't have awards kind of shit in our cool. community, you know. So what is it? I mean, how big is it? What does it look like? How does how do you should get? you should have awards in your community? There could be some fun ways of doing that. You know, if it's something that you or Stacy or any of the others, you know, feel like you know you might want to get involved in something like that, I can certainly consult or take part in it uh so it's just something to think about uh we do two major award shows we have the why not awards which we've been doing at the european summit in prague every summer for the last 12 years uh basically we award businesses executives and really anything that powers the adult entertainment industry uh this is done at a national government hall uh the building is like 150 years old it's in downtown prague and we've got, uh, you know, a stage show. We do dinner, drinks, red carpet, uh, videos. It's just, it's a really fun time. The show itself lasts a little over two hours, so it's not ridiculous. And it's just a really nice affair that we have about 300 people at. Um, the Why Not Cam Awards, we do that in Hollywood. We started that three, four years ago. And uh, that happens at the Avalon Hollywood on Vine near Hollywood Boulevard. And we only award performers, cam performers, clips performers. We have a fetish category. Uh, we've got, Sweet. yeah, it's a red carpet, dinner, drinks. We've got a live video stream that we do worldwide. Uh, we've got stage shows, comedians. Uh, it's a whole thing. So, I mean, it's literally the Oscars night for the cam and clips industry. So a lot of people that don't really get their due uh, at the major, you know, porn award shows, uh, they definitely get it at ours at the Why Not Cam Awards. See, we, we, we probably can't go to the Prague one, but we can probably go to the ho- one in Hollywood. Todd, well, what do you think? I, you <laughs> I was in L.A. one year and accidentally stumbled into, and it wasn't the major uh, AVN awards. It was like one of their minor, either regional or just... Uh, smaller segment like an executive shows. one um no it was definitely the performers coming up and it was, it was oh. but it wasn't it wasn't like that year's avian awards it was a smaller thing they did it just happened okay. to be at a place i wandered into um right off hollywood boulevard so yeah and then i'm gonna be traveling uh in may to see any um i think us traveling for fetishy or industry events is something we definitely want to uh start doing nice um you know yeah. now, that we, now that we can and it's just it's kind of right now it's about budget um podcast is well i would wouldn't say self-funded because it doesn't cost anything to produce but it uh <laughs> but it doesn't really it it brings in moderate revenue sporadically so right, it's a, yeah. it cannot it's yeah it's not a guaranteed huge money maker but uh it has the potential to be um we uh, are looking at sometime in early October of 2022. So we're still about seven months away from the Why Not Cam Awards in Hollywood. And we have it immediately after our three-day trade show called Why Not Cam Unity, which is a business-to-business trade show specifically for por- performers of clips and cams. Uh, great time. This is going to go on at the W Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard near Hollywood and Vine. Uh, we actually had the Hourglass podcast. Uh, they're guys out of Chicago, and they're part of, I believe, I think it's called the Oasis Strip Club, which is on the south side of Chicago. Uh, they did live podcasting directly from the Why Not Cam Awards and uh, worked out really well for them. Uh, obviously, I'd like to now extend an invitation that if there's an opportunity, 
um, to do your your podcast there, or even just for you guys to go and have a good time. Um, you we know, totally consider would. we totally yeah. would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have a blast. Yeah, we totally would. Um, yeah, we're actually going to go to um, at least try our best to be at the next foot party because you know that's local, so we can do that. Yep. And then and Top will be in town um, visiting yeah. that week, so um, I don't know if you. I hope you. I hope you'll be there. When is I mean, it? How when often is, are you that's home? The, uh, that's the mid-May one. In uh, is that all, in Austin, right? Yeah, it's in yeah. Austin. If it's mid-May, then I'll be there. I'll be here for sure. Um, in normal non-pandemic times, I'm gone for about a week out of every month. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So the the plan is, and I I don't know if that's a big reveal to our listeners, but uh, the mid-May and uh, yeah, Texas foot parties for mid-May. I. I Possibly I mean, I quote the exact. I think it's. I think fourteenth, fourteenth, or, or something like that. Or the twenty-first. Yeah. yeah, I believe those are Saturdays. I believe yeah. it's the fourteenth. No, I, oh, I know my. I know my travel itinerary. I just don't know which day is what. <laughs> yeah. No, the fourteenth is a Saturday. So yeah. Yep. Um, so there we go. So, there we have it. Yeah, but I'm thinking, you know, Top has enough of a little fan base there that I think that people are going to want to go to the foot party just to meet him. Nice. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. I think, I, I think I've been thinking about this wrong. And since we've got uh, Jay on here, who's all about promotion, it's kind of, we're getting these ideas. And so I apologize that we're kind of uh, taking over a little bit, but um, all good. Yeah. It's now that you're starting to put those ideas there, saying it and announcing it, that, that top toes and any are going to be at Texas foot parties in Austin on the 14th. Um, you know, yeah, because that's yeah. good for Texas foot parties. If it's good for us, if our fans want to come out and see us, and it's good for Texas foot parties, and yeah, um, it's good all around. If, yeah. nice. if the management will allow, maybe we'll try to do something live from the party. If not, we're definitely doing uh, one or two things live from that weekend for sure. Yeah, cool. I'm sure we'll figure it out. I mean, right. it, it's fun. It's what it's one of the, um, I don't know. It's one of the most fun things that I do is this podcast. So I really. I mean, I enjoy like all the attention from boys and, you know, playing like I'm sexy and all that. But I really just I really just love our podcast <laughs> and then the awesome people that we get to meet. Right. I mean, right. Just- and and now to say we get, I get to meet Jay on the air today as we do this and then to say I get to meet Jay, you know, hopefully it's in person, change, but yeah. hopefully uh, uh, 14th of May. Yeah, it should happen. Be- how many of these yeah. have how many of these have you knocked out so far? Um, uh, episodes or parties? Yeah. Oh, episodes uh, 12, 50, and 10. Um, that's uh, this will be our 62nd episode. Wow, excellent! Yeah, we, yeah. we've been weekly with very few dropped weeks since October in the first year of the pandemic. This that's, is our pandemic yeah. project, right? That's yeah, very tough to keep up with that. I, I once did a podcast where we actually did like one. We did like three a month. Like we'd usually do three weeks on, one week off on a typical month. And we did that for about a year and a half. And keeping up at that pace is very difficult because, I mean, time just goes. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, we got to get another one. Now we got to get another one. So right. yeah, you know, a lot of podcasts don't make it past the first couple of months because, you know, people drop off and they can't keep up with the, uh, the schedule. Well, I, you I... know, and not just that, but like we're specifically a foot fetish podcast. So, yes, there's a ton of things that we can talk about and all these little sort of sub fetishes. What's the word that we use for that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, micro but, yeah, fetishes, I think, all these little micro fetishes. Okay. Us. Right. Um, but, you know, there's only so many that we can do. So um, so sometimes like 
getting guests and coming up with like ideas and topics, um, I guess could be difficult. But for us, um, you know, we're just really good friends. And we used to do this anyway, just like spend an hour on the phone during lunch talking bullshit. And we were like, well, let's fucking record it. Right. (laughs) Might as well do something about it. You know, it's like with a fuck scene, you know, (laughs) we might as well record it and try to monetize this shit too, you know? So, you know, we just talk about fucking random ass shit uh, sometimes, but it's always, it always kind of goes back to us being kind of kinky fetishes. So, um, you know, yeah, I actually got yeah. a question for you guys. Can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, there's certain parts of foot fetish world that I just, I don't understand. I mean, I can understand being attracted to feet and why, you know, why uh, it's a thing. Uh, but one thing I don't understand uh, with some of the pain stuff, like dudes that like being trampled um, and also like ball busting. I just, can you <laughs> please shed some light? I mean, this is something that I've been trying to avoid my entire life. Uh, right, and yeah. these guys just want to get right into the fray and get kicked and get uh, walked down and have heels dug into their navel, and it's just I cringe. I mean, so, it's Pop, just, what is your what uh, is the extent of your propose. pain? We're gonna take a, a quick break here, yeah, for the audience, <laughs> thirty seconds or less for us, maybe a couple minutes for me to to put together some thoughts and put it back. <laughs> so we'll hear back all right. from all of you, and you'll hear my answer in thirty seconds or less. Okay, and we're back. So Jay wants to know about the trampling and the ball busting. Now, I am not a particular fan of either. I'm actually uh, kind of inexperienced in either. Not something I've ever decided I want to give a try, which is weird because I say I'll try everything once and twice if to make sure I have my opinion square. Um, but I do think I understand the, um, the appeal. And the appeal, yes. I think most people who uh, dip into the kink scene understand a little bit of masochism. Just people get off on pain, period. But why that pain in particular? And I think it just falls more into a, um, a sort of submission. There's a lot of male members of the foot fetish community um, who view their fetish in a male submissive role. Um, the, the female foot is... Well, I mean, it goes like hand in hand with femdom i think that's Hmm. like the lowest place that you can be yeah so now we've talked a million times about the fact that there's a lot of us foot fetishists who are not submissive uh i'm a little switchy Uh, other people you know and i can express my fetish in a dominant way but i think the majority of foot fetish is from the male perspective is expressed in a submission, because it makes sense. You're you're talking about the, the part of the woman's body that is closest to the ground and you want to be beneath that. <laughs> and then being okay. literally beneath that. And then being literally beneath that and jumped on, stepped on, kicked by the object of your fetish. It's just the most submissive way to it's hum- a bit of humiliation. Fetish. Yeah, it is humiliation. Yeah. Okay, but I've got another spin on it now. Okay, right. so my husband is a really big foot fetishist. He's very particular about the type of feet um, that he likes, and he's never been—he's not a masochist. He's not into any type of um, pain, really. Um, but lately, he's been enjoying the trampling a little bit, and recently the ball busting. Wow! Um, 
And part of it, I think, is that it brings me some pleasure, right? Um, and then the other part of it is um, it's a challenge for him. So, for example, at the last foot party, he did he did try trampling for the first time by one of the girls. And it wasn't him being submissive at all, not even a little bit. It was a challenge for him because, you know, he's this, this big muscular man with like a fucking 20 pack, right? And he's got abs for days. And so part of it was like, let's see how long I can hang. And so he's toughening up and tightening all the muscles as she's jumping and trampling and doing all that stuff, all while having a really pretty set of feet, like all over his body. So um, I, I, mean, I can't say that he wants to like pay the biggest girl in the room to like fucking destroy his fucking stomach and liver and whatever the fuck else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> livers in the back kidney. but right right well i mean if it's gonna fucking hit that bad your kidneys are gonna fucking suffer i oh, mean yeah. there was a kid there i don't know if you got a chance to see him jay but there was a kid there who was literally trampled on and stomped on by almost every girl there regardless of size and some of them wearing combat boots high heels like Jesus. i mean it was like like you could like, he was so fucking bruised you know wow. when he left i mm. said I said, hey, you're going to be all right there, buddy. And he says, yeah, this is the best. He said, I just wasn't expecting to do it for three hours straight, which is exactly what he did. I said, well, you're going to be sore for days. He said, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. I'm not going to king shame or fetish shame anyone, but. I just, yeah, that's that's hard for me to comprehend. But hey, to each their own. Yeah, I absolutely. yeah, we're not none, none, none of us here are big on pain, I don't think. At least not. Yeah. No, and I think you brought something to the table that I might echo though. If I was with a partner who as the, the uh as the other party uh was going to get some sort of pleasure out of trampling me or maybe even kicking me in the balls. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but the trampling thing if that was something they were into and they were going to get some pleasure out of it, that would be the impetus for me to try it. So I'm going to say like, you know, torturing the balls and the cock is not something that I'm particularly interested in when it comes to my husband. Um, well, cause but... you like that to be in functional order. Yeah. You need you that. Enjoy it right, right. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I need it to work after. Um, but, but there is, there is a lot of, my feet like kind of pinching and squishing the balls you know um which he always thought he wouldn't enjoy but you know i know last night was a little bit different so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that falls in the way that my my style is as a top i'm not a sadist i do not necessarily like giving impact play but I love giving sensation play and I especially love giving anything that's the tease of a good hard smack that maybe never comes, but you expect it um, and, and sitting on that edge of things. And I think, yeah, the, the, the pinching his nipples, the maybe little ball pinching, stuff mm-hmm. like that without ever really getting into the fucking kicking the balls. Cause no, that, that just out. Yeah. I'm, see. I'm, I'm, I'm wincing even thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, no, no, I've just always separated pain from pleasure. It's just always been like completely different things for me. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a complete sadist when it comes down to it. But 
uh, for people that deserve it. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, see, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I can't, I don't like to be that person for my husband. I love him. Yeah. But I'm definitely like one of my fantasies is to like, like really fucking kick some balls, like fall down on his knees, ache for fucking days, can't even get it hard because it hurts so bad. Right. Like, not your husband. days later. Um, but, that, but I'm not going to do that to my husband. Deserving person. But even right. like in a sexual way, I mean, if somebody wants that, it's like, you know, that's what they get off on. Then, you know, I'm sure you'd be able to oblige for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I just... I'm a fan of pain, but I like it being delivered to where, you know, if someone has their comeuppance and it's completely not in a sexual way. So these are just things that my mind separated, I think, at a pretty young age and kind of stayed that way and, uh, you know, tried to mesh the two. But it just uh, doesn't work for me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I I'm. The, yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not big. I don't like I don't like pain. I mean, yeah. I, even, even maybe a little bit of pain, sure, but it's got to be like sandwiched, pleasure, pain, pleasure. Yeah. Yes, that's that's you know? where I like sen- sensation play. Yeah, and, and the right. ease of pain and, mm-hmm. and the little the little bit to uh, to tell them what to expect, and then a lot of long teas where they're wincing because they're expecting it, they don't get it. Right. That that kind of thing because yeah, that's cool. Sex is they kind of want it. Tension. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can sign up for that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to ask you this, Jay, because you you're you are an observer of all things kinky for sure. Yeah, you, you've had your experience. You've been to so many places, and you know I'm sure you've been to the dungeon scene. Mm-hmm. Um, is it interesting? Do you even find it interesting to watch a heavy a heavy dom? You know, it, doing an impact play with a with a really heavy bottom. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'd say yes. Um, you know, I've I can't say I've I've seen it all. I've I've seen most. I would say. Um, I mean, I'm up there in years as well, so I've had plenty of time to see a lot of things over the years. Um, it's it's definitely interesting to me, especially if it's something new. I mean, I've seen hook suspension. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you've yeah. seen hook suspension. Hook suspension. Yep. Keep yeah, going. I've seen hook suspension. I've seen blood play. I've seen fire. I've seen electrocution. Yeah, it's just, I mean, on it goes. Um, it doesn't. I think I saw that my first week in the uh, in the the dungeon scene. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I'm feeling like, you know, maybe my local dungeon scene was a little better than I thought it was. No, yeah, yeah. Like you're listing things. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, mean, I, the, I, I have no reference, so you guys have to tell me all of I, it. I've even tried fire. It's, wow, it's fun. It, I mean, I've been to the uh, the Kink.com Armory building in San Francisco back in the day. Shortly oh after, my fucking god, yeah. I, I was there. In fact, I was running a business trade show about a mile or two away from there, and our closing night party would always be at uh, the Kink.com building. So this one, those, those guys, the. the they yeah, clones of each other in that um, it they they always wore that um, fight club not fight club but the 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 second half of the fight club movie yeah well, Project Mayhem they just dressed in the Project Mayhem uniform they all look alike black baseball club black t shirt black BDUs black combat boots <clears throat> they it, they have such a type but uh, the kink dot com stuff yeah. Yeah, that that stuff is is serious and solid. Yeah, and, it was 
going there 2008 to 2011. And, uh, you know, I mean, they had like water suspension cages. It was just, you know, I mean, the building used to be like a military base way back when it had like a running water underneath it and wow. all kinds of levels to the building. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. It's, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually an outbuilding from that, that got separated from the Presidio, which was the big um, what was the, the San Francisco Armory. I guess because they, the they, sold, they, they broke away. down this Presidio and some was available for for uh, rental properties and some was available for other stuff. And it, it used to be an enormous compound. Um, yeah. But yeah, those guys are. Well, that group, the, those producers, those those models, those dom- the whole nine totally responsible for my interest in the, in the whole uh, kink of forced orgasm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I'll also say that my involvement in the community goes way back as well in that uh, the original founders of bondage.com, I believe that was started in like 94, 95, just like ridiculous, you know, dark ages of the Internet. Yeah. Uh, I was doing some work for them in like 2000, 2001, up until like 2004. I was kind of part of their PR team. I was helping out with their forums, new accounts, just customer service type stuff. And, you know, uh, good friends with the owners at the time before they sold the site to uh, Penthouse in like 2005. And they made a lot of money on selling it, too. I'm uh, sure. But, but yeah, for those of us, the viewer, it just kind of it changed. Yeah. So, so, Jay, how, how did you get into this world? Uh the adult industry in general? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, you've, you've got so many, so much experience. I mean, yeah. how did it, how did you, how did you get into it? Like, so basically in the nineties, um, I was pursuing acting in the, the mainstream Hollywood entertainment industry. Um, I did a bunch of TV shows, commercials, some theater, some independent movies, uh, I worked enough as an actor to call myself an actor, but not enough to want to dedicate my life and not have like a real career as backup. So late 90s, um, after I'd more or less taken a hiatus from acting and I was doing PR stuff in the entertainment industry uh, for like trade shows and writing press releases and making pitch calls for pretty much like B-list television clients, um, I answered an ad to do PR. Um, in the adult industry, even though they didn't really list it as such in the ad, it was very cryptic, but I oh, went always. in, yeah, <laughs> I went in for the job interview. This would have been early 2000, uh, found out, yes, it's for adult entertainment. Uh, it would actually be for the company that would go on to become Streamate several years later. They were actually the original owners of why not. And when the company split ways, I went the why not way and, you know, the rest is history. I ended up becoming an owner as time went on, but basically when they hired me, um, was making way more money than I was as a mainstream PR guy in Hollywood and the work and the subject material was far more interesting and just being able to, you know, kind of set my own career path and, you know, the people and just everything about it was like, okay, yeah, this is where I belong. And, so this uh, this is, this is old school, uh, studio adult industry. So you're up now you're moving yourself out to the Valley. 
Well, I was living in L.A. at the time. Oh, you were already kind of there. Yeah, I was living in L.A. because I was an actor out there anyway. And yeah, so. Sorry, taking... I got my bias. You, I think professional actor, I automatically think of New York City because oh. my coach. No, see, and I think L.A. Yeah. Like, well, well, LA, we have I our biases. You, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> there's L.A., there's, there, there's L.A., there's New York City, and then there's, uh, well, now there's a ton of Toronto. Probably more than L.A. and New York combined. Toronto, and there's a ton in Atlanta. There used to be a ton in Austin, but a lot of that work went to Louisiana and to Atlanta. Um, but, yeah, I mean, New York is uh, great acting. It comes from there. I mean, it's the best acting comes from there. L.A., you know, you got to be a finished product before you move out there. And that's kind of where I went wrong. Um, you know, like I said, I worked quite a bit, but I, by the time I turned 30, it was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get some backup here. I don't want to be broke ass for the rest of my life and constantly just trying to chase it. So yeah, that's how I ended up getting into the adult industry that way. And then, you know, I just more or less formulated my career and did a little bit of everything, uh, all along the way, except for anything technical. I've never been technically gifted. The curve missed me. And I've always surrounded myself with people a lot smarter than I am. And that's, that's <laughs> why the whole why not thing is still two of you. You know, you, you, yeah. you've got the hustle and he's got the tech. And exactly. exactly. As, hey. as a tech guy, I'll tell you, I don't have the hustle. I, yeah. Thankfully, and he's, and he's got the hustle and I got the tech. It's tiring. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get, you know what? I never even thought about that, but I guess you could, you could, you could say that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, this, in this microcosm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny hey, because. Hey, but have you ever been in yeah. front of the camera? Uh, yes, I have. You have, like, as an adult industry performer, is that is that like a like a something that we can buy and watch? <laughs> uh, you probably could. Something we need to talk about separately, though. <laughs> it's not something you're advertising on your resume. <laughs> no, not really. Similarly, are we are we putting your IMDb link in on the show links and leaving that separate? Oh, too? if you want to do that, that's fine. That's separate. But yeah, so we can we can uh, we can let our listeners find your mainstream acting shots. Before they could, you went adult. and it's not complete, but there is a lot in there. So yes, if they went into my IMDb, they could find uh, a lot of the stuff that I did in the nineties. Well. The listeners will have to find out whether or not that link got shared after the fact. But um... <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay, you were saying something and I interrupted you. Oh, I don't even remember now. If that's uh, the thing, fuck. if I don't get it out quickly, I'm fucked. Okay, uh, right. So you uh, you, you transitioned. You weren't liking the, the mainstream acting on the West Coast. and You transitioned to PR and then you answered uh a dirty back page ad for a PR firm that you found out was for adults. <laughs> Pretty much. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, All right. Then, then here's the, here's the question. So yeah. that's, that's still LA. That's your LA life. Yeah. What gets you to Austin? So yeah, I wanted to buy a house and at the time in LA, nothing was nothing worth. Anything was less than like $500,000, maybe more. Um, yeah. It was. What year was that? What year was that? Oh, four. Same. Yeah. Same. So yeah. in 04, oh, that's the same time you leave uh, North Hollywood and end up. Um, in, for in me, Texas. it was 2005. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, I remember looking at a house. It was like in fucking some little on Hamlet Street in Van Nuys. Oh, like a block away from the fucking courthouse, which is not a very good 
neighborhood, you right? Know? And it was a tiny, itty bitty, like two bedroom, one bathroom house for five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I was looking at places. Uh, kind of. I lived in West Hollywood, so I was looking at places. You know, oh, more fuck. or less. Off of Fountain. <laughs> well, you were the, the only straight guy in WeHo? <laughs> pretty much. No, yeah. the way I looked at it is WeHo was pretty much like one third Russians, uh, one third gay, and one third uh, everything else. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like easily half of West Hollywood were somehow entertainers uh, in one way, shape, or form. But yeah, I mean, finding like a two bedroom condo, we're talking like 600 square feet, two bedroom, one bath off a of fountain or whatever it was like five fifty. And yeah. I've got a friend that had an apartment there. Um it was just like a just an apartment, just a yeah. flat. It was two bedrooms. It was nice. It's stupid. Um just kind of sort of off of the strip a little bit and it was a fucking ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. yeah. And I mean at the time getting places in Austin and like, you know, up north and like Round Rock and Pflugerville, you could actually get places for as low as a hundred thousand back in two thousand and four. Um yeah like better places nicer places yes we're closer to two but the bulk of anything that wasn't huge but was nice and new and you know at the time not in a beaten path you know you get it for 150 i mean that was just like yeah moving out here you get an immediate raise and your dollar gets stretched so much more and little did i know that so many of us from california were going to move out here uh, right in the following years and i could kind of feel the hate right away even in 2004 it's like oh shit i better get new plates on my car i can tell that people uh mm-hmm. are not happy with californians being out here and then sure enough like four years later when the recession hit and half of california was underwater financially um people just came out of your droves and just killed the real estate market and you know the skyline and you know even i got to yeah. the point where it's just like okay y'all can stop fucking moving out like here stop uh, like stop ruining it for me yeah get out <laughs> exactly. I, haven't, I haven't been to austin i've been to la quite a few times yeah uh, you know i i love that we that th- the three of us can chat about things that our audience is going what are these places they're referencing <laughs> we get it right um, but and he's going to show me Austin because Austin's another, uh, you know, Austin and Portland, the, 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 the keep, the please keep, keep weird, weird towns. Right. Yeah. Weird. Keep it weird. And that's, yeah. that's my world. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, just outside of New York city all my life. So. Oh yeah. Were you in Westchester, Long Island or Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say close enough. <laughs> okay. We'll just leave it. Remember, I got, I've got the day job. So I, I do a little bit of identity protect protection here, but, uh, yeah, I'm about that far from from the city. Always have been, you know, and uh, always spent my time in the city. That's cool. Myself a city boy. I know the area quite well, so uh, maybe you'll tell me when I meet you in a couple months. Fantastic! Yeah, yeah we'll, off say, we'll tell you as soon as we get um, off here. <laughs> if you if you know your New York, um, I was a, a regular at um, the, the Hellfire Club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but. Yeah, so that's a, I, I, I think I in fact did ask you like you're from LA, like what the hell are you doing in fucking Texas? <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be able to afford shit and enjoy life, and yeah. didn't have Same. to be around all the fake, phony, you know, entertainment industry shit. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and, sure. and plus I kind of wanted to just get away from it all too. You know, I mean, yes, there were a lot of people in the adult industry out there, and. But, uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to disappear for a little bit, work and just not, uh, 
you know, try something different. And now so much of your job involves so much travel. It really doesn't matter. As long as there's an airport where, near where you are, you're exactly you are where you need mm-hmm. to be. That's the beautiful thing yeah. about Austin Airport. I mean, at first, yeah, I had to fly through Houston or Dallas or, or Phoenix or Memphis or something like that to get anywhere. Now, uh, domestically, Austin, well, at least for the last, like, God, I don't know, five, eight years, uh, goes direct almost everywhere you want to go in the U.S., um, and yeah, internationally as well. I mean, there's a flight to London every, every evening. So, um, yeah. And London oh, goes yeah. direct to anywhere. So pretty much anywhere I want to go in Europe, uh, is just a layover at Heathrow. And then, you know, sometimes I go to South America, uh, or Caribbean. And a lot of times it's just a flight through either Houston or Miami for that. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah, thinking about my itinerary, I think uh, we should we tell the Atlanta fans I will be in your airport on the twelfth midday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna and, go stalk you. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm flying out of Kennedy, the the biggest, oldest international airport in the world, and I still can't get to any in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So good. All so right, good. guys. Um, Jay, tell us. Um, I mean, I, I guess you've told us mostly where we can find you, but yeah. you know, plug your socials in. Let sure. us know, you know, where we can find you, how people can find you, and sure, absolutely. Well, I'll tell people right now they should go to whynot.com. That's y n o t y n o t dot com. That's our main news and information site. If they go to y n o t dot id dot com. Uh, they can sign up. You can sign up for our newsletters. We have fan and consumer newsletters. We've got business newsletters. Uh, also, by being in our system, you can vote for our award shows. Uh, your favorite, oh, nice. uh, yeah, your favorite performers when they get nominated. You need a whynotid.com account to be able to do that. So I encourage people to start doing that. Uh, they can find my Instagram uh, official why not on Instagram. That's official and then Y N O T and then on Twitter. Uh, I've got two accounts that they can find me on. They can either go to why not L A J. Uh, that's my personal, or they can go to Y N O T.com spelled out Y N O T D O T C O M on Twitter. Uh, those are pretty much the main ways. Um, you know, I always try to answer DMS, even if people aren't following me, but, uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram were pretty much the best ways to find me and reach me. I will say uh, you're pretty good about answering your DMs um, yeah. on Instagram pretty quickly. So thank you. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not right there on the spot, but if I am, I always try to get shit knocked out as quick as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, forget about it. Well, at least I do anyway. Yeah. Um, hey, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. I've got somewhere to be. I'm sure we could talk to you for a whole other hour. Oh, yeah. Um, Easily. But <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, is flown. This is yeah, like we blinked and we're talking a mile a minute, and still I don't have enough time. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. You've been so awesome. Really, thank you so much for uh for coming on. We appreciate you. And you guys really what you know what we forgot? Why not? Is it dot radio? Oh yeah, if you go to whynotradio.com, you'll find my podcast, Seat of Your Pants. Awesome. Yeah, my business partner, he does an affiliate podcast. Uh, called Sell Porn or Die Trying. So if you go to whynotradio.com, it'll take you directly to uh, our podcast. We've each done about 10 episodes. 
Yeah, they're pretty good. So you guys really should go check them out. Cool. Thank you. Um, okay. Thanks so much for coming on. I can't wait to see you again. Yes. Yeah. I, I Ditto. I, thanks a lot. It's been great. Great to get to know you, talking to you. And it's. Uh, I do look forward to uh, meeting you in, well, as this airs three months time, if people are catching this later, uh, maybe it'll already have happened. Um, <laughs> so thanks for coming out. Thanks for giving us your time. Uh, obviously, we know you're a busy guy. We appreciate it. Uh, to our listeners, we appreciate each and every one of you and our subscribers. We love you. Uh, we don't like to be those people who say, uh, you know, rate us, but rate us. Why not? We haven't asked that for that yet. Yeah, so. we haven't. Yeah. So go give us a good rating and uh, tell your friends about us. But more importantly, check out Jay. Everything's going to be on the show links at ohthosetoes.teamtoptoes.com slash show links because there's a million URLs that are going to be there because there's <laughs> Jay's got his <laughs> finger in maybe We'll bring it back around. Jay's got his toe in everything. My toe is in a lot of pies. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jay. Thank you so much. James. Thank you so much, listeners, subscribers, viewers on YouTube. Um, and as always, to those of you who have masturbated to our voices this whole time, you're welcome. Ah, Very welcome. Pay for your porn. <laughs>